if you're having that moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't believe I'm worth more, so therefore I'm not getting more in my life, this is a moment where you can choose to continue believing that or believing something new. This can be that moment for you. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. Think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome, everybody, to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly, and I am a coach working with clients around the world, helping them improve their minds so they can improve their lives. And this episode is going to be really great. This episode is going to be talking about really the cause of all of our results. And that cause is the beliefs, the thoughts, the feelings we have about ourselves. In other words, our self-image. And I am still up on vacation. I'm in northern Michigan, in Glen Arbor, Michigan, broadcasting to you. So if there is background noise, or you hear birds chirping or the waves crashing, it is because I am living that dream life because I changed my self-image. I changed how I thought about myself. I changed about my, my identity. I mean, I changed so much in my life that was all an internal change. And because I changed that internally, my results changed. So I magnified my income. I multiplied my income. I was earning $35,000 a year. I've earned more than that in a week. Um, I, in fact, the very first time that I took my annual salary, my old annual salary of $35,000, and I earned that in a month's time, was sitting up here on the beach in northern Michigan. See, I didn't believe that was possible when I set the goal to do it. I wanted to earn more money. I wanted to be able to live the life, uh, live a life of abundance for my family, for my kids, and give them a completely different lifestyle. When I set those goals, it's not like I just started working hard for it. Everyone talks about you've got to work really hard, and it's not manifestation if you have to work for it. Well, you're not understanding how the law works, how law of attraction works, how success works. If you're thinking you can just believe in something happens, you have to put it into action. But ultimately, I didn't believe I was capable of doing this for myself. And I will tell you what, earning a lot of money, working for myself, having time and money freedom, it was actually a lot easier than it was working my full-time job for $35,000 a year and being stuck and being frustrated. Was it hard? Sure. It was a different kind of hard than I thought because of this concept of self-image. You see, your self-image sets the boundary of your accomplishment if you don't believe that you can achieve something, you're not going to. If you don't believe in yourself and what you are doing is valuable, you are going to settle and compromise. If you don't believe you are worth more money, you will not earn more money. The biggest obstacle to my success has been and always will be myself. And I've even started joking like, I bet you I would have been a lot more successful, a lot faster if I wasn't involved in this business. My challenge is me the same way that your challenge is you. 
most people don't believe that they are worth more than what they're receiving. If you got really honest with yourself, your income reflects your belief in your worth. Now, you might be angry about the income. You might be frustrated by your conditions and circumstances. You might think that you should be earning more, but if you really believed it, you would be earning more. So the whole point is that you're going to be looking back at your results and be really honest and say, you know what? You're right. I am where I am because I believe this is what I am worth. And if you want to change your results, you have to change how you see yourself. You know, the secret to this existence, to this world, is that life, that your reality, is always going to be a projection of what's going on inside of you. Your environment mirrors back to you what you believe about it. So if you see a lot of things in the world that are frustrating, things that anger you, things that leave you feeling outraged, then you believe that that's what the world is all about. You believe those things and you see them and it reinforces that belief. However, if you really believe that you are unlimited, if you believe that you are abundant, if you believe that you can do anything, be, do, or have, whatever it is that you want, you're going to look at the universe and you're going to see opportunity out there. Now this, pardon my French, this sounds like a mind fuck if you don't really believe it. I can remember an example when I was talking with my coach about earning money and he says there are so many ways to earn money. It's ridiculous. It is so easy to earn money. And I wanted to scream at him like in my mind, like I just, I kept my mouth shut because I didn't trust the words, but I wanted to scream at him and say, then show me how, because I don't see any. You see, I didn't believe I was worth more. I didn't believe there were other opportunities out there. So I didn't see them. Now I see them all the time. I'm like, oh, wow, I could create a 30-day course about this. I could create this. I could do this. I could create this value and exchange this for money. And I have taught that to my kids. And my kids now look at everything. I mean, they want to go through their old McDonald's toys. And they're all like, I know that I could... I, Let's sell this at a garage sale. I could probably sell this for a lot of money. Like everything that they see is an opportunity to earn money. Like it's incredible because they see themselves as being unlimited. It is these beliefs that we hold about ourselves that mirror back to us all of the time. Our environment is a mirror and reflects to us what we think and believe about ourselves and other people all of the time. And if you want to change results, you have to change those beliefs. Because reality isn't going to change. The, the fact that reality is a mirror is never going to change. It's always going to be that way. To begin this conversation about how you change your self-image, you have to really understand what your current beliefs are about yourself. And you have to understand that like who you think you are is not really who you think you are to begin with. You've had experiences with different people who have impacted you in some way. You've probably lived through a lot of trauma. If you're anything like me, life just in the course of living is traumatic. And a lot of times we take those events that have happened and we identify ourselves with it. So I was sexually abused. So I have, uh, I have had challenges relating to my physical body. I have challenges. Uh, I've had challenges with intimacy and, and thinking about my body in a positive way, because 
I had identified myself as a victim. Now, that victim mentality is not who I am. It's the conclusion I made about myself based on those events. And here's what's interesting. I'm not responsible for that victimization. A lot of people ask questions about law of attraction saying, well, what if we become what we think about, then what about kids that get bullied or abused? Well, really, that has more to do with, uh, with the perpetrator, I think, than the victim. But you do have to be in harmony with that event for it to happen. So I, some part of me was in harmony with that event. The problem is, is that I identified so much with the victim, I became a victim in other areas of my life. Now, again, I am probably not responsible for this because I lack the, the consciousness, the awareness of what's happening. I lack the maturity. Um, I didn't ask for help. So I'm not really responsible for these results. But I ended up being bullied all throughout school. Um, it was almost like I had a sign on my back. Um, you know, I, I think of uh, George McFly in Back to the Future with the sign on his back that says, you know, kick me on it. I felt like I had a sign on my back that had all the bullies pick on me. It was because I identified myself as a victim. And it didn't stop there because when I got my first few jobs, uh, in fact, all of my jobs, including the last one that I left, had some aspect of bully asshole managers that were emotionally and mentally abusive. You know, my last manager, when I was quitting my job, had me in tears because he was such a dick. I was in tears because I was acting as a victim. And he was bullying me because I had identified as a victim. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying that the world reflects back to you who you think you are. Now, was I responsible for all of that? No, because I wasn't aware. Responsibility for who you are and the results that you get only come when you become aware of what's happening. When you become aware of this law of cause and effect, when you become aware of this image that I have in myself is creating these results. When I became aware of it and took responsibility for it and said, I am going to change that. I am no longer going to be a victim. From that point on, if I am going to live into that victim mentality, then I will be responsible for what comes my way. Because now I have the conscious awareness. Our self-image, our programming, in our subconscious mind is created by the events and circumstances of our lives and the conclusions that we draw about those events. It's not so much that there's a factual equivalency, meaning like, like I know that I'm poor because of X. I feel poor because of X. It's a feeling, not a fact. I couldn't get ahead because it was a feeling of, I can't get ahead. I'm stuck. This is where self-image becomes so challenging. It's not about facts. It's about our conclusions, our assumptions, our feelings about events, not actual events. So let's take money, for example. I struggled earning money my whole life because I watched my parents struggle for money. To be honest, I had all the toys. I had a lot of abundance in my life. I didn't need to feel limited. It was the conclusion I made watching my parents struggle, and they were pretty solidly in the middle class for, uh, for the 80s and into the 90s, well, and even after they got divorced in the early 90s. They were pretty solidly in the middle class, living pretty typical. But I felt poor. I felt like 
money is always going to be a struggle. So you know what happened when I became older and I started working for myself, I struggled financially. I had this belief that I was never going to make it. And I was actually even earning probably less money than my parents were at my age, at like 30, 35. I was earning less than what they were earning because of this belief, this conclusion I had that money is hard and that it is hard for me, Todd, to earn. Until I changed my belief, my results remained the same. Year after year, I would actually earn less money than I did in previous years, right? Even if I got a 1% raise, cost of goods went up 3%, right? So every year it became harder and harder for me to earn money because that was based on that belief. Until I had my coach sit me down and say, do you want to know why you are struggling to earn so much money? Yeah, please tell me. He says, because you don't believe you're worth more. And in that moment, I examined all of this victim mentality that I had lived with my entire life, all of this programming and conditioning that I really didn't even know it was programming and conditioning at the time, but all of the things my parents were frustrated or worried about, all of these issues with money, it like collapsed down in that moment and went, boom, I know the whole reason that I've struggled is because I believe that I'm not worth as much. And when you have that moment of awareness, and I hope if you're listening to this, you are trying your best to fight through your programming and conditioning to hear with new ears about yourself. If you're having that moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't believe I'm worth more, so therefore I'm not getting more in my life. This is a moment where you can choose to continue believing that or believing something new. This can be that moment for you. Because if you have this awareness and you can accept this idea that the beliefs you've had about yourself have limited you and you're ready to change them, now you are at a point where you are responsible. Meaning that moving forward, you are going to be responsible for changing it or responsible for keeping it the same. And if you want to change it, I'm going to tell you how to do it. The only way you're going to change your self-image is if you have a goal or an ideal that you are working on that is bigger than your current results. So I would go back to one of my earlier episodes talking about setting the right goal. You want to set a goal based on your desire, what it is that you want. And you have to trust that what you want is your higher self speaking through you into your desires, right? Your higher self that says, I know that you can accomplish this, Todd. Therefore, set this goal. Go after this thing. And a goal is something that we want to be, do, or have. You have to set a goal that you really want. Why? Because you need motivation. No one wakes up in the morning saying, I want to confront my limiting beliefs. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to really grow and ex expand my self-image because I'm tired of not feeling like I'm worth it. Most of the time, these beliefs, these limiting beliefs have us so locked up that we don't want to face them. That's why they're limited beliefs in our subconscious mind in the first place. See, we have buried our limiting beliefs so far down inside of us because we don't want to look at it. We don't want to pay attention to it. We want to ignore it. So we suppress all of that energy in our subconscious mind, and that's what continues to manifest in our life. That's where the environment is a mirror, right? So... What we have to do is set a goal that has desire. I want to improve my life. I'm going to go after this. So now I have a reason to dig out all of the shit that I've buried in my subconscious mind. I'm living in that goal right now. 
All I wanted to do was to have my family up here in northern Michigan every single year. So I'm sitting on the deck. It's nice and bright and sunny. I've got Lake Michigan behind me. And I've been up here since middle of June. I normally live in Utah. Hot, dry, really hot this summer. And I'm not there for it because this is what I wanted. I wanted this so much that I was willing to look at my limiting beliefs and start to do the work to change them. So that's where you start by changing your self-image. Admitting to yourself, I want this. I am tired of living the way that I currently am, and I want to live differently. What does that look like? And you have to put a lot of detail into that. So now, instead of hating our life and having that motivate us, because that motivation to change runs out sooner or later, we have a dream, we have something beautiful, something that we really want with all of our heart, and that's motivating us to do the change, to dig through that subconscious belief system. Once you have that destination, you wanna get in touch with your goal, the energy of your goal, see what it looks like, feel what it would be like, try and feel the way that you would feel if that had manifested in your life today in this present moment, and then sort of look at yourself objectively, like as a third person, at yourself in that goal and ask yourself, how do I see myself different in that goal? How do I feel differently about myself in that goal? You will see yourself different. If, you're, if you had all that you wanted, if you had the dream house and the dream relationship and the dream car and the dream bank account, the dream income that was coming in, how different would you be? What qualities and characteristics of yourself would be different? Well, I would be more calm. I would be happy all the time. I would be confident. I wouldn't, well, I don't want to affirm a negative, but I wouldn't give a shit what other people think. I would only care about my own opinion of me. I would be so generous. I would be giving you start to understand the characteristics of the version of you that's living that life. And so doing the work on yourself means to start being that person now. If you would be happier in the future, you need to look at yourself and say, well, I, I want to be happier now. If I would be more generous in the future, you need to look at yourself and say, how can I be more generous now? What can I do today to be more generous? And it is the state of being that we are in that actually is going to attract to us the new results. Because when you're in a state of being of gratitude, of joy, of happiness, and you're in that vibration, you're also going to behave that way. You're going to give more. And the world, the universe that is a mirror is going to reflect that back to you and eventually get you those results. So you don't attract new results in your life by just thinking about it and wishing it. You attract new results into your life by being something different than what you currently are right now. So this can be the beginning of identifying a new self-image. So I want you to take a minute and remind yourself about your goal. What does it look like? How would it feel to have that income? How would it feel to be living in that home? Whatever your goal is. And here's some of the questions that I think start to give us insight into how to change our self-image. Remember, I already said the first one. How do you see yourself differently compared to today? And 
how would the world see you differently? How would the people around you see you differently? Answer that question too. Also, how do you think differently about yourself? And I'm going to put these in the show notes so that you guys can look through them because I actually want you to sit down with a pen and paper and answer these. What about this? How would you think differently about money? If you had a million dollars in your bank account, what would your thoughts be? How would you feel differently about money? How would you feel differently about the money that you get to invest or spend or circulate if you had a million dollars in the bank account? Would you really bitch about the little expenses in your life? No, you just, you just pay it gratefully. So grateful I have the money to pay for this bill and expense. Let's go a little bit even more surface level with these questions. How would you dress differently? What would your body language be like, your facial expressions? What different habits would you have in your life if you were living in that goal all of the time? The answers to these questions help us paint a different picture of who we need to be in the future. And I, you just have to trust your intuition on this. You have to trust the answers that come to you right away. Don't sit and analyze this over and over again or think that you have to learn more or listen to this podcast over and over again. You have to be able to see the image and trust the ideas that come to you. That's a whole other podcast topic we'll get to. Here's a really great question because now we'll bring us back to the current present moment, the present life and circumstances you're living with. Where do I find myself limited right now? You see, it's the limitations are the opposite side of all of these qualities of ourselves that we project into our future state of being, of in living that goal. The opposite of that is where we feel we're limited now. And if you listen back to some of the very first episodes of this podcast, talking about reprogramming your mind, how to reprogram your mind, and, and using affirmations, you want to take these areas of limitation flip them around to the polar opposite. So if you are procrastinating, for example, if you feel like you, you don't know what action to take or you, you, you can't make your decisions, what's the opposite of that? I am confident. I am decisive. I make decisions quickly. I move forward with ideas immediately. You turn those into I am statements and affirmations and you use those to start to reprogram yourself. See, with all of the answers to these questions, if you actually sit down and do the work, by the way, this, just isn't, this isn't a mental exercise. You have to sit down with a piece of paper, write out the answers to these things, and look at your responses. And you want to combine this into what I would call a self-image script. A self-image script is a list of the characteristics and attributes of the person, the version of you that's living that goal. And you want to make a recording of it. You want to listen to it. Now, this shouldn't be very long. It should be about three to five minutes. You should be able to listen to that every single day, several times a day. You can read it out loud every day. You could rewrite it every day if you wanted to. You want to take the answers, this image of the qualities that you would have, how you would think differently, write it down into a script, and then find a way to automatize those thoughts in your mind listen to the recording, read it, write it over and over and over again to get that image firmly in your subconscious mind. Let me add another aspect to this exercise as well that might be a little bit easier. 
in building your self-image script, you have two other sources that you can pull from. There are people in your life that you look up to, that you admire, that you go, wow, I would really love to dress like this person. Wow, I'd really love to have the confidence of this person. I would love to be self-expressed like this person. There are people that you admire, and admiration is really an inner awareness of your higher self saying, you have that within you too. You're just not expressing it. So you might find five or six people that you admire and go, well, what is it that I really admire about that person? Well, I admire their confidence. I admire how they dress. I admire their productivity. I admire their faith. I admire their being self-expressed. And now you have an example from the outside that you can use to say, oh, well, that's what being self-expressed looks like. So now these words of being self-expressed actually mean something. Instead of being words, you have an example you can compare it to. And so you build an image of yourself dressing that way, of yourself being confident that way, of yourself being self-expressed that way. That's one source you can go to to enhance this self-image script. Another one is, especially for beginners, for people that are just starting this work, to look at themselves with love and acceptance and say, what are some of the traits that I love about myself right now? And you, you mix this self-image with attributes of other people that you admire and qualities that you have that you love about yourself. And it makes it a little bit easier to see yourself as that vision in person. And then answer those questions that I put in the show notes and that I read out here. Answer those questions and use all of that data of those characteristics of how you would be different to build this new self-image of yourself. And then read it, write it, listen to it over and over again. Now, why this repetition thing? Why this reading these affirmations or this image over and over again? Or if you have a goal that's set and writing the affirmation for your goal over and over again, why do that? Well, in the episode, The Law of Repetition, I talk about how beliefs are formed in your subconscious mind. All a belief is is an idea that's in your subconscious mind, that's kind of just there, that you accept is true. How did that idea get in there? That idea got in there through repetition. You were surrounded by people that talked or believed in the same way and you adopted that belief. You have to be the source of repetition for this new self-image. You have to be the source of repetition for this new goal. And what happens is as you start to repeat this new image to get it programmed into your mind, As that happens, you're going to have ideas come to you about what you should do. Well, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. You're going to start thinking differently in this moment. It's the repetition of a new suggestion. Your new self-image is a suggestion. Hey, you could be this person. It's the repetition of that suggestion that creates new thinking about what you could do. And so then you have to take action on it right away. When those ideas come to you, you have to take action right away on it. Which brings me to the next aspect of being. And your self-image is a state of being. It's not just about the thoughts that you have and the feelings. It's about the actions. You have to act as if it were impossible for you to fail. You have to integrate this new state of being into behavior. You have to actually do something differently. Otherwise, it's just simply daydreaming or overthinking. You have to put it into action, put it into behavior, do something different. And if you can't do something different, it is because your self-image or your limiting beliefs, your programming is stopping you from taking action. 
So you have to shift them. And how do you shift them? Again, it's cyclical. It goes all the way back to repetition. The belief that stopping you from taking action was put in by repetition. So repetition of the opposite idea is going to eventually overwrite and replace the old idea. So that the new opposite idea now becomes the default way of thinking. You have to act. You have to do things. Act as if. Now, this might sound kind of like fake it till you make it, but it's much more than that. It's not fake it till you make it. It's fake it till you become it. Act as if you were that person until you are that person. Because right now, who you think you are, you're just playing a part anyways. Remember, you've had all of these events and this trauma and all these experiences happen that you've identified yourselves with, and you have just become that part. You're playing a part. That's not who you are. You're not the sum total of experiences. You're not the thoughts in your head. You're not how you feel about these events. You think you are. You assume you are. So you play that part. Who are you really? You are an unlimited being. Bob used to say that you are God's highest form of creation. You are capable of doing so much more than you currently are. You have unlimited potential. No one can actually measure the potential that you have. That's who you really are. You're this being of spirit and light. You're here to create your life. You're here to live to the highest and best that you possibly can. That's who you really are. When you have that acceptance of who you are, especially as a part of your new self-image, then you can start to develop the courage to be acting in alignment with those ideas. One of the big problems is you just reject this idea of being this unlimited being. Because you're used to living in such a limited fashion, and because you're trying to accomplish something outside of your belief system, your self-image, your, your programming throws out obstacles automatically, all of the time. When you're trying to do something beyond your belief system, your mind will automatically generate and continue to generate obstacles and reasons why you can't move forward until you quit, until you give up the goal and go right back to normal. And one of the ways that your mind does this most effectively is questions. Well, what about this? How do I do this? How do I do that? The answers are already there. Look, there is no other secret to living than this. It's the story that you tell yourself and believe that manifests in your results. If you want to change the results, you have to tell yourself a different story. There is no other answer out there. You tell yourself the new story over and over until you believe it, until you live it, until you act like it, and then you get the results as if it is a new story. One of the people in here in TikTok is saying, I'm dealing with an addiction and there's something inside telling me to change. You have, essentially you're saying this I am statement, I'm dealing with an addiction. No, you're, you, Lee, are an unlimited being. You, are, you don't have an addiction, your body has an addiction. The part inside of you telling you to change is your higher self trying to say, 
you don't have an addiction. You can choose something different. You have to accept that truth. Don't tell yourself the story of having addiction. Tell yourself the story of an unlimited being that can do unlimited things, that can be powerful. And if you tell yourself that story enough and you have the courage to accept this idea and believe it, then you have to start acting like it. But until you see yourself differently mentally, you're never going to do something different in your life, ever. I haven't talked about this yet, but everything in our life is created twice. All things in life are created twice. I'm, you know, I'm using my iPhone uh, on TikTok. I'm using my MacBook here. These were just ideas in someone's mind at some point in time. And they work to create them physically. Your goal is just an idea. It's a non-physical idea. You have to work to bring that into physical manifestation. And the tool that we use for creating that is our conscious thinking mind. We use our imagination to see yourself differently first. You have to see yourself not as being an addict, but as being that powerful person. If you're suffering from anxiety and depression, physical ailments, you have to see yourself in your imagination as happy, well-adjusted, healthy. That's believing that there's an alternative. And then you use another aspect of your conscious mind, your will, to hold this new image of yourself in your mind with repetition to get emotionally involved enough so that it can move you into action. Because remember, a state of being is your thoughts, feelings, and your behavior. So once you start acting in alignment with new thoughts and new feelings about yourself based on these images, your results have to change, but it takes time. I'll do another episode in the future on, on the spiritual laws of success. But one of them is this law that it takes time for seeds to grow, to germinate and grow before you can harvest. And you have to hold the faith and nurture those seeds of your new self-image of your goal until it shows up. And that can be challenging because we live in this world of instantaneous fulfillment. You want something, go on Amazon, click buy now. You'll see it in two days on your doorstep. It's a lot different when you're battling your belief system. It's a lot different when you're changing your concept of who you think you are. I'm going to close out this podcast by sharing something called the Pygmalion effect, which actually comes from the play Pygmalion. Um, and another version of this story is My Fair Lady, right? Um, uh, Trading, Trading Places is another movie with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy that talks about this. It is the thoughts that other people have about you that influences that other person's actions towards us. And this reinforces what we believe about ourselves. And that belief about ourselves influences how we behave towards other people. So we're gonna act in alignment with how we think other people view us. And that action is gonna impact that other person's belief about yourself. So there's this great study that was done where kids were brought into a classroom and the teacher was told, these are special kids. They're really bright. They're going to go far. And so this teacher started with this idea about these students. And these students were just average, average students. Some of them were even struggling. But this belief that the teacher had about the students caused 
the teacher to act in different ways, to treat these kids as special. And that started to build this idea in the student minds that maybe they are special. Maybe they are high achievers. And that influenced how they acted. And then they acted in such a way that reinforced the teacher's beliefs that these students were special and they were the highest achievers in the classrooms. When in previous years, their records were average or below average, turned into star students based on the teacher's belief about them. This is why we ask the question, what does the world think about you? Now you can change and influence your self-image, the feedback that comes back to you from the world, starting anywhere. So for example, if you, if you want to drive your dream car, right, and you want to go see how people react to you, walk in to go test drive that dream car. Get, get all dressed up the way that you would, you know, act as if you were this person. Go test drive your, your car. And when they ask you, well, how are you going to pay for this? Say, oh, I don't know. I just want to see if I really like it or not. Um, and if I buy it, you know, maybe I'll pay cash. Just you taking that action the salesperson is going to treat you totally different. It's going to cause them to act towards you in different ways. And what I want you to pay attention is not how the world responds or reacts to you, about how you feel about yourself doing this exercise. Because you're going to feel different. You're going to start feeling like you are that person. So you started in this cycle of just changing your action which affected another person's belief, which affected their action towards you, which affects your belief about yourself. I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. One of the greatest fears that we have, and this is where we really want to change our self-image, one of the greatest fears we have is the criticism from other people. If we start acting out of alignment with our old self-image, what are the people around me going to say? And if you remember from the Persistence podcast episode, you need to be able to close your mind tightly against the negative influences of those people that are around you. You need to find alignment with people that are going the same direction that you are going if you're ever going to persist to reach your goal. And a lot of that comes down to our self-image. It's the concept we have of ourself that mirrors back reality to us. Look, I have only scratched the surface on this. Even though this has been a long podcast episode, I've barely scratched the surface. I could talk for months about self-image because there's so much involved with it. But unless you change the way you see yourself, you're never going to have different results. And that can be scary because you are changing everything in your reality. Fear is a natural part of this process. On the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about what fear really is and how it's a sign of your growth and eventual success. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. And if you're able to leave a review or rating, please do that because it'll help the podcast get out to those people that really need that message. Until next time, remember, we become what we think about and so do you.